You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. So we've got Simon Mulvaney of Save the Bees Australia. He's been in before and spoken to us about his ongoing legal dispute with Capilano Honey. Today, I thought we'd talk about a couple of things with Simon. The first is an update on what's going on with Capilano. Uh, Then the second is going to be the recent state election, which Simon was a candidate in and actually did pretty well. well. We'll come back to that. But let's just talk about what's going on with Capilano and a couple of issues that have come up recently which I think are pretty significant relating to this. So a few months ago, there was broken by the 7.30 report some uh, very expensive and high technology testing that was done of various brands of honey, including Capilano honey brands, that are available to Australians from supermarkets, readily available, been around for ages. According to this testing that was done in Germany, the testing used, it's called NMR, it's uh, nuclear magnetic resonance, which is not the kind of testing that's used in Australia or that has traditionally been used to verify the quality of, of local honey. It's a newer way of testing. And uh, the ACCC, on the 17th of November, they came out with a press release basically saying that um, they've concluded their investigation into allegations Capilano Honey uh, breached the Australian consumer law uh, in relation to representations, it's a Lowry honey and other products, representations it made about those products. And the reason why is they've actually, they've denied the validity of NMR testing as a valid way and reliable way. They've also cited examples of overseas countries, including the US, Britain and other places in the world where that same testing, the NMR testing has been rejected as a way of getting an accurate read on the quality of honey. Simon, what do you say about all that? So it's a bit of a blow to that all that effort. A lot of people would have seen as a, a, a potentially a big change, a positive change following that 7.30 report and the, the Costa investigation. Definitely disappointing. I did have a whistleblower call. I'm assuming it was a scientist. And the whistleblower um, was telling me that the testing, though not foolproof, is 98% foolproof. So science comes down to probabilities a lot of the time. And then I've also had a further letter from the um, German lab saying it is foolproof and it's a furphy, the, the, this honey, it is syrup or some other syrup, not honey, that they everyone should know that with this um, NMR testing. Um, and then the other strange thing, this whistleblower who, who didn't want to sort of give up who he was, was alluding to four government departments being involved in the investigation and who was going to benefit if Capilano were fined. Hmm. So for me, when I'm thinking of those four different government departments, one of the things that is really obvious for me because I've been sort of studying this issue for a long time is the herbicide glyphosate being found in the honey. Now these tests, if they reveal that, then that herbicide has been connected with cancer cancer mm. so it's carcinogenic so mm. it's roundup I, isn't it it's what a lot of people use having their sheds pretty commonly used widely used product up until recent times anyway and a lot of beekeepers at the start of the season will go to canola honey to build up their numbers canola is a roundup ready product 
Right. So the whole canola crop is quite often sprayed by Roundup. Hmm. And in terms of asking big honey packers, have you tested for Roundup? One of the common things, the first response I usually got was, we're not required to. Then the second response I've got, it's too hard to test. And then the, the third response is none, none of the testing that we've ever done has revealed glyphosate, but they have never tested for glyphosate. So, of course, it hasn't revealed it. So there's been a bit of a reaction against the publicity or the bad publicity that glyphosate has received, and that's Roundup as a, as a consumer product. But it's pretty widely used by um, you know, farmers who are cropping around Australia they are concerned that their their livelihoods and that the, the um, you know the, the problem of invasive weeds and so on that affect their their crop yields will actually be out of control unless they're able to use something like Roundup. Well, have you heard that? that? I, I, I definitely have heard that argument, mm. and mm. I've researched that topic a lot. And when you're talking about farmers in the old days, you're not. The image you get is completely different to what some of these farmers are these days, and they're more like chemists. So these are broadacre farms that go for hundreds of kilometres of the one species. So cotton's an example too. These are massive, massive commodities for Australia, but I don't know how many people are employed in those industries because it's mainly machine done now, and these chemicals allow you to employ very few people while you're... You, you know dosing this weed killer mm. but it's it's just a malignant system and way of doing things because the amount of uh, you know fauna and, and it affects bees negatively it affects native bees negatively and they're scouring the land so uh, australia as a whole is in in a, a bit of a bind here because mm. we are reliant on wheat and cotton and these big commodities but the same commodities are probably killing us. Going back to the ACCC and that uh, that decision to to basically let go of this whole thing, to disregard that Costa investigation, which was done using that German lab where um, the NMR testing was carried out, and was I think I think it cost a million dollars to get that. You know, he basically chose that he was trying to get. Uh, you know, one of the most respected and most accurate and most technologically advanced labs in the world that exist anywhere. So he's basically scoured the planet to find that. And he's paid really big bucks, I think, of his own money to, yeah, on, he, this, on this issue. Because he, he relies, just to put it in context, he's a, he's a well, he's from a family in, uh, I think, a Geelong-based family that have basically become um, very wealthy through, um, through horticulture over the years, he and his brothers. They rely on bee pollination for, for many, many of their pro, of their crops, fruit and veggies in particular that they do Almonds, a wide variety of. Yeah, cherries. Mm. Yeah, and 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 obviously they're not the only people who are benefiting from um, bees pollinating crops, uh, and uh, uh, you know there are plenty of other people in the same game who who rely on bees as well. So so Australia has a very deeply vested interest in ensuring uh, healthy bee populations. Do you think that there were any, um, you know, outside influences on the ACCC in coming out with that? Like, why why would they disregard a very well-respected German lab's results? Do you have any, you know, what are your thoughts on, on why? The, the reason, the main reason they would give, if if it's only 98% provable, that, that's the, um, whether they were going to get a conviction. 
Mm. So that might have been one reason. I, th- I find it quite amazing that what they've come out and actually said is there's no way of telling consumers if any of the honey at the supermarket is honey or not. That's right. And and so they've taken an each way bet. So if that's the case, they should take every bit of honey at the supermarket off the shelf. I think I think what what they're saying, and and this is kind of a conciliatory thing that they've said, is that while they disagree with the NMR testing method, and they cite that um, other countries around the world have also rejected that, they do also say, and I'm just quoting from this release, which came out on the 17th of November from the ACCC. It's on their website, accc.gov.au. Um, it says, during the course of our investigations, however, it also became evident that there is low confidence in the current test method, the C4 test, used to detect adulterated honey. And then it goes on to say, governments and research agencies around the world are investigating alternative testing methods, including NMR, but these are not yet developed to the point where they can be used with sufficient confidence. That was according to the ACCC Deputy Chair Mick Keogh. So that hasn't really uplifted our confidence in buying honey at the supermarket. So mm. I've always advocated for buying direct of the beekeeper and trusting a person rather than trusting the supermarkets. And um, so but in terms of the information I've got, there is no doubt that some of the honey sold at supermarkets was in fact rice syrup and beet syrup and that NMR testing um, has discovered that regardless of the Australian database, that's not needed. The one thing it did confirm was that there were syrups used. Now that's going to, that that research hopefully um, might be a big part of my court case that's still going on Mm. and um, whether we have to get someone, a scientist from one of the German labs to come out or give you a video conference. At the moment, I'm trying to track down the right type of scientists that can maybe um, give a clearer perspective to to the court than Mm. the ACCC have. Yep, because... One of the, the key things that's, uh, you know, the, the issues of dispute between you and, and Capilano has been injurious falsehood, which basically means that you've made claims that have damaged the reputation, damaged Capilano. But if it's found, as you were hoping, that the, this ACCC was going to support those, those findings from the Costa investigation, um, then a lot of what you'd been saying was validated. So this is kind of a bit of a blow to you uh, in in what in what's going this ongoing thing with Capilano? Capilano has been sold, and I was going to ask you. I'll, I'll come to the the issue of the new ownership, foreign ownership of of Capilano. We'll come to that. But um, the 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 company's been sold, and yet the legal dispute between you and Capilano. So there's two separate ones. There's one between you and Ben McKee, which is a a, um, a, a defamation suit. Then there's also the one about injurious falsehood between you and the corporation Capilano. Were you surprised that, 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 that that's continued given that the company's changed hands? Uh, look, it's only been a couple of weeks that mm. it's been sold mm. and so they're free to mediate a, a outcome that could benefit the whole of Australia, I think, if, if this war over, over in between Save the Bees and Capilano ended. Um, but they haven't approached us and you know, in, in regards to just the formalities of the court process, mm. they're still steaming ahead um, at the moment. 
So you were hoping for a, a bit of you know reprieve, weren't you? You were hoping that this might. Oh, I think it definitely helps. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was. I don't think I, I. I find it absurd that this litigation is being continued, and mm. um, I'm fortunate enough. I've, I have a, a lawyer now doing all the process side of the working, who's who's really efficient at doing that. And um, I did a recent crowdfunding that went particularly well as well. So. Look, we, we, we would prefer to not be spending money on scientists and lawyers, wouldn't yeah, we? But sure. um, I do appreciate the people out there who, who have enabled me to continue this yeah. battle. And on the other side of that, I think the attention we're giving this issue means that thousands of beekeepers around Australia now can sell direct and are, are, are doing a lot better than... It's raised a they, question in people's minds. Well, they're getting a high price as well because they're not selling to um, the big yeah. um, co-ops. They're selling direct, uh, get calls. Online, know. that kind of stuff, direct, yep. Yep, mail yep. order. Yeah, so yep. it, it's 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 um, just showing the inefficiencies of these duopoly Coles and Woolworths type mm. food systems. And I think out of this, we can create new food systems, which... Um, I know it's happening in America. Hmm. Um, so what do you think of the sale? Uh, I know that you did raise some concerns about Capilano and all the, um, you know, the different uh, places around Australia where, where uh, honey is produced and bees are kept, all going in one big chunk to Asian Chinese-dominated consortium that's, that's purchased Capilano. I, I look. I'm fortunate or unfortunate to have whistleblowers contacting me, and one concern they were voicing was that the apiaries around Australia, the best apiaries in Australia, were getting bought by Capilano. Mm. And I questioned Ben McKee on this specifically. And ben McKee being the CEO of Capilano up in Brisbane, yeah. And he said, "If I, we don't buy it, the Chinese will buy it." And then I said, well, what's going to stop you from selling Capilano, the Chinese? And he said, that's capitalism. Mm. I said, I don't like that. You know, I'd like to think that's that Capilanoism. <laughs> yes. So what does that all mean? That means the best honey in Australia, a lot of it, will go direct to China. Mm. So you think, wow, how Capilano is surviving this scandal? Well... And they're just surviving the scandal because all the honey is going to bypass Australia and go straight to China, all, all the high-grade stuff. Mm. Is Ben McKee still the CEO after the sale? Is that, are they keeping the staff or it's too early to say? Too early for me. They, they don't keep me in the loop. Mm. But um, I, I think he, he's staying on at this stage. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.